0: I'm Jordan Ferguson,
1: and I'm Caitlin McKinnon,
0: and you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweetest spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson, I'm sweltering here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and joining me on the other line, possibly similarly sweltering, from the Satellite Branch in Scenic Hamilton, it's your girl, Kayla McKinnon.
1: Hey, what's (laughs) up? I'm not sweltering. I have AC, and it's really nice, actually. (sighs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) You can come live in my new basement when I move (laughs) into my new house.
0: Hmm. Top floor, Polly Pocket, or basement in new house.
1: They have nice windows. There's, it has its own bathroom.
0: Oh, oh, oh! Well, friends, you ready for this podcast to end when Caitlin and I try living cohabitating?
1: <laughs> yeah, and then murder each other.
0: Mm. You will have enjoyed all the memories here on the Geek Down podcast, including this episode and all of our other episodes, which are available wherever you get your audio content: Spotify, SoundCloud, Google, Apple, or Stitcher. Just give us a like, follow, review, and if Caitlin and I manage to keep this thing together, you will get all of our future episodes delivered directly to your device from the back of a rainbow mane alicorn named Philip by our (laughs) counselor and your mans.
1: Chauncey Frostelicus III, geek down internet elf.
0: Oh girl, he's been with us through so much and he can just help us weather any storms the co-hosts will encounter, cohabitating or otherwise. He's just going to drop new episodes of this program directly to your device. It's what he loves to do. If you have tips on how to cohabitate or would like to urge us not to, which is probably the better move. Much better move. Hit us up. Twitter.com slash GeekdownPod. That's where the show is on the social meds. If you would like to support this endeavor financially to ensure that we never have to cohabitate due to monetary concerns. Thank you, but keep your money.
1: Yeah, we're still not out of this yet.
0: Don't, like... Recent word around major Canadian retailer was like we're slated to open on June 14th. That's when most of the reopening in uh, Ontario is going to happen. But uh, numbers been going down. People might be starting to feel themselves a little more. A little press, some pressure from the uh, retail council here in Ontario. Yep. And uh, they're you, dumb. You know, <laughs> you know, Dougie just likes to make people happy. So I'm sure he was already thinking about it. And the doctors had to like wave something shiny at him and be like, "Slow your roll. Fuck off. Stick to the plan." <laughs> Here's a Twix. Here's a Twix. <laughs> Here's a Twix. Here's some hash, allegedly. Whatever you whatever you need. Ah, uh, Friends, given the uh, late drop of the last episode and the relatively quick drop of this episode, not much has happened to your co-hosts in the no, four, four days it, since we last recorded.
1: It, it's going to be a... a- light and tight well it might be a little meandery but it's gonna be a light episode
0: i mean listen i'm not every time i say that i just we just curse ourselves so i'm going to avoid saying that because then i turn around and i have 90 minutes of audio to try to cut down to less than an hour and it never happens What's, (laughs) what's up hour and 20 minute episodes every time light and tight or otherwise though friends it is opportune june once again those magical times that caitlin just pulled from the ether one year decided to Label a month?
1: Uh, Yeah, I do it all, <laughs> quite often. I'm running out of months.
0: This is pretty, well, we got most of them. This is pretty much the stretch now. <laughs> this is the stretch <laughs> that's for that's the, right. back, it the, is. the back half of the year where it's just every month is basically a theme month. We have opportune June, then we take July yeah. off because it's too fucking mm-hmm. hot and we will murder each other if we try to <laughs> keep up a weekly schedule through the entire summer. Um, and you
1: get increasingly cranky the more the heat goes up. Caitlin? Yeah.
0: I don't get cranky I get fussy
1: <laughs> like a baby you there's, get fussy like a baby there's
0: a difference I get fussy
1: yeah and meanwhile I am just always a glimmer of sunshine <laughs> and goodness
0: yeah all the time yeah. Um, and then we move on to August Rama, and then Caitlin decides she wanted Cinematic September. October is Spoopy Season by default, and then November Crapathon, and then just kind of like look backs and festive stuff. Yeah, in December. So I mean, we we got it all planned out, y'all. <laughs> but as tradition dictates, <laughs> we didn't know if we were gonna <laughs> fuck it. Why not? Utaena Avatar Round Four will be coming. <laughs> round four, fight! Ding ding! In the back half of the show. Um, there's not much happening by way of news. I spent enough time on the internet before recording today and it's mostly features and commentary, not a whole lot of uh, stories breaking. Um, no. so
1: there's some, it's funny cause I mean, Cruella is out there, <laughs> but neither of us are going to see it.
0: They're already planning a sequel apparently. What? Um, oh Yeah. Kate. Well, Kate. well, I
1: mean, <clears throat> sorry, from what I've heard from a very good source which is Ren Handman out in the uh the very westernly branch of the show. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, um, British
0: Columbia, Canada's Australia.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um it doesn't make her in, into a villain like it's very confusing at the end. You don't know how you get between like the Cruella you see in this movie and the one from 101 Dalmatians, which I just rewatched, um,
0: how do we get from outsider artist to uh, puppy murderer?
1: <laughs> Except, well, exactly. Still a bit of a jump. Yeah. So I guess they were leaving room for that explanation.
0: <laughs> well, as we know about any IP, no question can remain unanswered. So I'm sure you will uh, yeah. get. Sure you will get that answer before the decade is out. Um, so yeah, not a lot happening, uh, by news, a lot of features, uh, about, uh, pride and history of pride and happy pride to all of our friends out there who are celebrating. But there is one item that I saw out there, a bit of a bit of rumor and innuendo, if you will, since this is apparently 40% a wrestling podcast. Now, um, there was another swath of releases, people getting fired a few weeks ago. There were, uh, just kind of a bloodbath on the corporate side. A bunch of uh, oh, consolidations okay. at the WWE and people getting let go and brought under, refolded, and a bit of a reorg in the uh, in the corporate side of things. And then this week we had a handful of talent releases again and very surprising talent releases. Um, really? Really? Not names that you would know per se, but like confusing in a way that it clearly shows no forethought. Like one guy was a guy named Aleister Black. He was really popular on the Farm League uh, NXT. And then he came up and they never really knew what to do with, do with him. And then he kind of was getting this uh, rebranding on the Friday night show. And then you know, basically made his re-debut. You know, kicked the head off of uh, beloved babyface Biggie. Biggie Langston. I always got. I can't do that thing that Vince always wants, where everybody just has one name. Like happens every time in NXT. They have like two names. Okay. They have a full name, and then they come up to the main roster, and Vince thinks people can't remember two names, so like he always cuts it down. Big E was Big E Langston, and now he's just Big. Right. E. Now he's just Biggie. I'm surprised Alister Black is still Alister Black and not just Alister. This is one of those Vince'sms. but anyway. Uh, Aleister Black comes back, kicks the head off Big E. Oh my God, this is so exciting. We love these two guys. We want to see them work together. And the next week, uh, Aleister Black is released.
1: Weird.
0: The most surprising one was this guy, Braun Strowman, who, like, worked the WrestleMania main event last year. Like, is basically a Vince creation. He's one of these, he's a former strongman, he's a giant, you know, seven foot hoss like... (laughs) The kind of guy you, that you take notice of in an, air, in an airport, which is always Vince's thing. Um, right. You want these guys to be like stand out in an airport. And Ron Strowman would definitely be that guy. Um, and a couple other a couple others surprising ones who seemed like even though they weren't being used very well, were like kind of beloved by the company and they lasted this long. So why are they getting cut now? Um, this has fueled a lot of speculation on a subject that I had not really thought about or thought was a thing that would ever happen. And that is the idea of vince selling no because vince is
1: gonna leave live forever they're just gonna (laughs) replace his parts with robot
0: parts i mean i'm sure 30 percent of them already is cybernetic at this point anyway but the theory being that like the but you're trying to get the bottom line down in one of your most profitable eras ever um They recently signed a deal with Peacock in the States. So they had, they basically started Netflix for wrestling years ago, the WWE network, um, unavailable in Canada. Thank you, CRTC. Once again, (laughs) it's available as part of your Rogers package. Eat my dick.
1: Eat all the dicks. Eat Have a buffet of
0: dicks. As your man, John Cena said, (laughs) eat an entire beach of dicks for freedom. Um, (laughs) my freedom. So, in America, now the WWE Network is part of Peacock. Um, It's still available globally as its own thing, but it's part of Peacock. Like, WrestleMania is on Peacock. It's a thing, like, you can get. Um, And Vince probably got, you know, legit billionaire status off of that sale. So, they're really... They're making more moves in, like... The Friday Night Show is on a major network. Uh, They sold, you know, the library is all accessible on Peacock now. So there's a lot of speculation that these are all moves being made to make the company look more appealing to anybody who might uh, want to buy it. And again, this is all all rumor, all speculation. Nobody knows anything. Um, Right. But given the nature of these releases last week, especially Braun, um, Braun Strowman, Leading a lot of people head scratching. Um, one guy who commented, um, is a guy named Dave Schilling who used to work as a writer at the WWE. He was a co-host for a while on one of my, uh, favorite podcasts. Um, the mass man show, uh, on the ringer. He was one of the co-hosts on there. Uh, as so he said, you don't cut talent assets on this level, unless you're trying to maximize profits before a sale. Bronze, a legit top guy, a former world champion and a merchandise mover. Alistair Black was getting a push on TV last week. This is very telling. Um, Very, I mean, everyone always thought Vince dies on the throne. Um, But he is old. (laughs) My dude's like past 70. He didn't need to work anymore. He doesn't need the money. So why you either I don't know, you hold on to it in name only and like let keep it in your family, or you cut and run and get the bag. I don't know.
1: Just thinking about wrestling mm-hmm. without its like most evil villain. It's well, like Inspector Gadget without Doctor Claw. <laughs> well,
0: I mean he hasn't been uh he hasn't been an on camera personality in a in a while. Um but he's always like the go-to. Who are you going to blame now? <laughs> like Right? Anytime something goes wrong, every time you know your your favorite wrestler isn't used in a way that you think he should be being used or he doesn't get the title victory you think he deserves, like used I man fucking Vince like <laughs> It's interesting to even thought experiment what the company looks like without him because former talent uh CM Punk tweeted something recently to the effect of like, and he said this before, he's been very on the record about this before that it doesn't matter how talented the writers or the wrestlers or anything else are. It's everybody's playing to an audience of one. Right. You know, Vince has got to sign off on it no matter what. And that has always been really a linchpin to the company's success over the years, but it can also be, as the the mood of the populace kind of veers off from what he likes, Vince probably thinks uh wrestlers should come out of boxes still him him and Coronado are probably both big <laughs> on like
1: <laughs> uh... dudes come
0: out of a box it's money anyway it's just interesting it's beyond it's beyond the scope of what we would normally talk about a little bit, but it's uh yeah it's well
1: cool. no i think I think it's I don't think it's beyond the scope. I think we talk about you know. The things we like, but how people, certain people can influence them. Like, think about Kevin Feige, right? Mm. Like, what does Marvel look with it? Like,
0: yeah, it'd be the same. He's had the same effect for Marvel that, you know, Vince has had on wrestling, right? He's the guy who kind of, the whole idea of the MCU is basically his brainchild. Like,
1: yeah. And I mean, he's not by any means really old. But he's older, right? He's going to have to retire eventually, you would think. And and what does that look like? And, and where is he taking it? And does he have this sort of, like, vision in sight? And then that will be his time over and he'll step away from, like, is this what he's always wanted to do? Like, there's just so many questions. Mm-hmm. I don't think he is actually have, like, he doesn't have, like, a some sort of weird ice heart um, that helps pump his ice blood, like... um like Vince McMahon does, but I, I you know, he can't live forever. Um, so
0: I really like the image of Vince McMahon as Dr. Freeze. Like, just <laughs> he's just in a giant. No,
1: Dr. Freeze is way too cool.
0: Ba-dum-bum. He's just in a cryogenic tank, just like thumbs up and thumbs downing the booking of the show every week. <laughs> uh, That's good shit, brother. Uh. <laughs>
1: Uh good times. Anyway,
0: interesting, interesting to think about. Wrestling will be fine regardless. It's really, it's not on, like, the, like, it's not as mainstream as it was in the Stone Cold era, but, like, everything that's been happening between AEW and the AEW Impact stuff, which is still happening, like, Kenny Omega is the Impact champion. He's got, like, there's a lot of cross-brand stuff going on in different places. Right. Even including this, there's Scuttlebutt that um, the real Forbidden Door could open, and that's a, uh, that's a talent exchange between the WWE and New Japan, which would be, oh my God. Wow. You want to give me fucking Roman Reigns versus, uh, Okada? Jesus Christ. I, I, I hesitate to even entertain the notion, Caitlin. <laughs> we, the wrestling chuds couldn't handle it. Anyway, there's no other news out there. That's the point. It's hot. It's sweaty. You're hot. Just sitting here listening to it. We get it. The other downside is there's not really much for updates because we don't really have time to watch anything.
1: No. Do you have but, anything? Uh, I have a
0: few things I can talk about, but
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I've got I've got a couple things. Um so Poro. <laughs> there are a lot there's a lot of Poirot. and the Steady and, as and the, the tides. <laughs> and the Poirot episodes, they at a certain point they they go from being an hour to an like an hour and a half, hour and forty five minute mm-hmm. sort of like movies that would appear on Masterpiece Theater. Um And what's interesting is because I'm watching them all at once, obviously David Suchet gets older, still fantastic. Um, And that it's not a bad thing to see your heroes get older um, and like actors get older. It's just weird to see all at once, if that makes any sense
0: because I think there might a, be there might be a large gap between episodes right because if they're basically exactly. making movies like
1: yeah and and like this in this case i think what happened was um he stopped doing it for a while and then they start like he did it again so i think quite a few years between the um it was like between season Five or six in season seven, something like that. There was quite a quite a big gap. Um, he was probably doing other things, which he does. He's a you know a British actor, so he does a lot of stage work. Um, he was in I know a couple of other uh, sort of BBC uh, films and miniseries. So, anyways, um, it's the same kind of thing that happens when you watch like the first season of Murder She Wrote and the the last like couple TV movies. People are allowed to age. But you know who doesn't age, Jordan? Mm. The characters from Mass Effect Legendary <laughs> Edition.
0: <laughs> oh my god, just Control C, uh, Control V last week's updates. <laughs> this week's updates. <laughs> it's the same shit.
1: Basically, that's basically what it was. Um, however, we had this sort of bit of an issue because. An issue? Yes. So senior correspondent and I, I had to watch the thing. Um, I hadn't had much time this week. I'd been very, very tired. More endo stuff. Um, woo. Um, but we went to um Netflix to I couldn't remember where we had watched Utena before. Mm. And we'd gone to Netflix and and we both stopped. We actually physically both just... It was like time came slowly to
0: a halt. Oh, Lord.
1: And we saw that there was this new Sailor Moon series.
0: Okay. Damn it. You jumped in. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I figured we'd get to it and and watch Rama, but... That, well, well that's we, still...
1: haven't, we haven't watched oh, okay. it. okay. Because he, we stopped. We both stopped. Time stopped. We both went... <gasps> And Chris looked at me and I was like, I we can't, um, because A, I
0: had,
1: I wouldn't do anything else.
0: Kate, there's going to be two.
1: Oh my God. My heart. There's going
0: to be two, Kate. It's the whole Pegasus arc.
1: (laughs) So A, uh, I had to still watch Utena. B, it was pretty late and we knew that C, we would probably binge the whole thing. And I was like, we, we can't, I have too much shit to do <laughs> until we move. Like, I, like I, I don't know if we'll be able to do this, um, for a while, but we were both so excited. Um, so what, what is the Sailor Moon? I don't know if you have the, uh, the title of it.
0: Oh, Lord, I can get it. Hold on. So this uh, is okay. Oh, okay. friends. There was a, uh. Obviously, you know, Sailor Moon in the 90s, foundational for both Caitlin and myself, um, kind of laid dormant for a while, and then on an anniversary year or something, they um, announced Sailor Moon Crystal, kind of a what they said was a more faithful adaptation to the manga that came out. It was Stupid. fraught. Um, <laughs> it was poorly animated at times. Uh, I think other people commented that, like, the problem with being close to the manga is there wasn't a whole lot of character development there in the manga. Yeah. <laughs> like, the manga's great, and we love everything it gave us, but was not, uh, you know, the development of the characters was not really there. Um, I did hear it got better, or the first season was pretty trash. But the later seasons, I don't know what they got up to. Maybe S or Supers. Um, fun fact, I've never actually, I know the Beats... But I've never seen, like, the entirety of the Sailor Moon anime.
1: You are missing out, my I've friend. I've seen
0: first season through R, and I've seen all of the, like, movies that came out in the 90s. Um, uh,
1: I'm just watching, I'm like, I went to Netflix to get the whole name. This is pretty Guardian, Sailor Moon, Eternal. Eternal,
0: yes. So, yes, and then they are now uh, on Netflix, I think, co-financed. Um, a pair of movies based on some sort of a side story that the, uh, I guess the crystal show was not going to, uh, deal with that being the, uh, the very chibi moon centric, uh, story of the Pegasus and the dark moon circus. Is that what they're called?
1: Yeah, that's right. And it looks, it looks amazing. It just, the, the, the animation is amazing. Like, it's just so, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful, Jordan. <laughs> Um, so yes, I, this will be something in the future and I hope that, that I don't know where you can see the, I'm going to call it original series that was broadcast on television in the nineties. Um, it must be on YouTube. I don't know if one of the original, sail- has original Sailor Moon. Yeah.
0: It's on Crave, I think.
1: Okay. Well, it's on, it's on one have, of them. It's
0: on, it's on Crave or Prime. It's on one of them.
1: If you have somewhere to watch it. Go and watch it. Um, The animation is... It actually still holds up. I don't know. Maybe just to my eyes because it's what I kind of grew up with.
0: Um, And listen, as we've we've established, if you... If anything about (laughs) aesthetic, not in the John Caramonica sense, but in the like uh, every letter has been spaced (laughs) sense, (laughs) if that has any appeal to you, if, you know, Vaporwave, Future Funk, City Pop, any of that stuff has any... any appeal to you the visual look of the 90s sailor moon show is like the clothes the like there was a fucking tumblr account that was like sailor moon looks and it was just like (laughs) screenshots of like you know ray's iconic pink overalls from (laughs) she showed up in for like one episode for like five minutes like yeah like yes it holds up both stylistically and uh and narratively i'd say yes
1: yeah. So anyways, that was something that <clears throat> happened that was exciting. I didn't even watch it and I was excited. Like I would just, just that moment where Chris and I were both like, <gasps> and he just, the look, the pleading eyes as he looked at me. And I was like, no, <laughs> I have to watch you date. I can't just be like, I abandoned what we were supposed to do to watch Sailor Moon. Um, yeah. And then I was like, okay, we can, we'll play, Mass Effect, and Mass Effect also uh, holds up. Also, this is connected. Having a crush on a character that has been animated (laughs) feels weird, but also, I think this is everyone from the 90s, like everybody who grew up in the 80s and 90s.
0: Who would ever have crushes on animated characters, I say, as I see a picture of Sailor Pluto. (laughs) She's fine as hell, y'all. Okay, uh, I,
1: but, yeah, it's just, you know what? If you have a, if you got had a crush on Nala or Simba, it's okay. I oh. have a crush on an alien named Garrus. <laughs> it's it's all right. I
0: didn't know we were going interspecies.
1: Well, oh, come on. So there. You know, it was like, oh, I don't know what the character's name is from the Goofy movie. The girl with the, like, little mole, like, that <laughs> apparently is, like, a lot of people's first crush. Hey, I'm just saying. Wow. Uh, what's her name? Uh, something Bunny um, from Space Jam. Oh, Babs Bunny. No, no, no. That was from Tiny. Oh, Tiny no, right.
0: Oh, shit. I forget her name then. Lola. Lola Bunny, yes.
1: Um, A lot of people are like, Lola's hot. And I'm like, okay, I don't see it. But then again, I I have a crush on an alien <laughs> named Garris. Well, then, so... they made, then
0: they made her more athletic in the redesign for the, uh, for the new Space Jam and people were tight. So,
1: <laughs> so there we are.
0: If you really want to, if you weird. really want to be out there on Twitter, hollering about why Lola Bunny <laughs> doesn't have <laughs> the titties like you remember <laughs> from your childhood. I mean, you want to be that guy, be that guy. Love is love. We don't, uh.
1: Dear. Anyways, all I'm saying is all of us are weirdos. It's fine. Welcome to the Geek Down.
0: Welcome to, welcome to the Geek Down. Oh. You got anything else? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright. All uh none of my updates are new per se. Uh they're just things I haven't brought up on the show before, and they're primarily music related. Because if I well I haven't maybe had as so much time to watch stuff, I always got time to listen to stuff, Kate. I have a long, Always. long bus ride every day. So, uh, two Instagram accounts I want to shout out. Um, one is at dust to digital. I am the last person on earth who knew about this Instagram account, apparently. Cause when, <laughs> you know, you go and you go to their homepage and it's like followed by, and it lists like, you know, the people you follow or who follow you and are following that account.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it was like followed by and like five of my friends plus 35 other people. I'm like, cool. I was like literally the last person on earth to follow this. Um, they basically just collect videos of just music from around the world. It might be like a Palestinian rapper, uh, an 11 year old rapper from Palestine. It might be a, uh, six year old, uh, Chinese girl playing fly me to the moon on acoustic guitar. It might be like, it's just, it might be Charo in 1965 playing La Bamba. Like it's just, Wow. It's just a fantastic account for just music from everywhere. Um, I also want to shout out at Fernando Rosa Bass. You love a good bass player Instagram account. Oh, yeah. And And we especially do on, on this show. And this dude is working a vibe. He's Brazilian. He is very much keeping it real 70s in his whole look and aesthetic. And he's so... There's just, he's very charismatic, I guess. I'll put it like that. Um, the one that really got me and that I posted, like, everywhere and gave to everybody, he's covering a Marvin Gaye song I never heard before called Heavy Love oh. Affair. And he's, like, his room, he's got, like, a rotary telephone in the background. He's got this really, like, it's always the same room he records in. Um, and this like, blue patterned wallpaper and, like, wood panel speakers and the rotary telephone. And he's in, like, a wide lapel suit jacket and a tie. And he always wears those, like... They're, like, aviator frame eyeglasses. You know? They're not sunglasses. They have, like, lenses in them. Uh, He's got a very wide afro and a big bushy beard. And (laughs) he's just looking so chill. It's a very, like, walking out, like, baseline. Right. Um, And he just looks so chill and, like, Mm -hmm. delighted by what he's playing. And I could watch that video literally, like, on loop for, like, an hour. It just chills me out so much. And also... He's got the sickness, Kate. Oh, no. My dude posts a lot of records that I never heard
1: Another about. One. Oh, no. From That's North America and, Bra- oh,
0: and Brazil. Who's going to put me up on all those Brazilian Johns I didn't know about? Your man, Fernando. Man. So, shouts to you, my G. Something I talked to Kate about, but I didn't talk to the people about. There was a momentous event last week. Japan has been hit by the pandemic, like everywhere else. Specifically, their very vibrant uh, live venue scene has taken a lot of hits. A lot of venues closing. People can't have live events. You can't be in there. And one that was shutting down was the Daikanyama Loop, which is a very small venue. A lot of up-and-coming acts appear there. And they had a, like, last show. They did have a handful of people in there um but it's also very weird cuz they can't clap or cheer or anything cuz it's like I don't know if you saw that meme that went around about like you know don't please do not please keep your joy in your heart when you ride a roller coaster at Tokyo Disney or something like oh. cuz they don't want you like screaming and yelling and getting your droplets everywhere <laughs> <laughs> and the, the like warning sign literally translated <laughs> to please keep your please keep your joy in your heart like
1: uh, oh my god i feel like i need to get something for that for my dad for my dad's house <laughs> You know, the, the Scottish guy You keep all your Your feelings inside I feel like he would, this would be good yeah. Just like, don't be too excited around my dad Yeah,
0: keep all, keep all your joy in your heart um, Yeah And one act that cut their teeth Such as it were In places like the Daikanyama loop Was Aspecia Oh, yeah Kiss two fingers, raise them to the ceiling
1: <laughs> Oh, Aspecia and, you will haunt me to my grave Oh,
0: I will ensure it uh, I will I will play their 12-inch At your wake I'll, I'll live. I, This is pissing on, This is the Jim Cornette pissing on your grave I will guarantee I live long <laughs> enough To play a specia at your wake <laughs> But
1: Okay, uh, does that Am I dying young? Like,
0: what? How, how are you outliving me? How dare you
1: Oh, I feel, uh, you're going to do the McMahon. Yeah. You're just going to start replacing.
0: I'm just going to get the uh, the ice heart put in. <laughs> I'm just going to get the Dr. Freeze tank. Listen, I don't know how it's going to happen, Kate, but I'll, I'll make sure it does. Uh, all that is to say, one of the members, uh, former members of Aspecia, Haruka Tominaga, brought out fellow former Aspecia member, Minari Wakita. Kind of the last two still working the indie scene as uh, singers and musicians right now. And they performed an Aspecia medley together for the first time in, like, six years and filled my heart with joy with every out-of-tune note they sang. Wow. Oh, bless their heart, they still can't sing. But they did the Foolish 12-inch remix, so I was, like, here for that. Use up all my data on the bus so I can watch it. That is one thing I enjoyed. Further music, uh, D4DJ Live, I'm still enjoying. But the grind for, like... Because the thing with these games is it's never just about, like, the skill of tapping the notes at the right time. That's part of it. But you kind of juke your stats based on, like, the team. That's the gacha element, right? Like, you form a unit based on cards right. that you gamble for. Some people choose to spend money to gamble for those cards. I do not. I just grind to an insane insane degree. Because <laughs> um, that's how I, you know, gain control over my universe. Is <laughs> I get the things I want without paying for them, Caitlin.
1: We uh, we all have something.
0: <laughs> Formerly on something like Love Live or or Bandori, it would be like you get the card and then you level it up and you like super Saiyan it, boom, once. And now it's that's how you limit break it. You limit break it once, basically, and then you're maxed out. And then you just you know, build your deck with that, and then you get bonuses to your game as you play the songs. D four DJ allows for like six limit breaks. So you do it the first time and it gives the like, woo, and the artwork changes and they're in their stage outfits. Okay, cool. But then you can limit break them like four more times. And the resource grind for that, I can already tell is going to get annoying, but we'll see how long I stick with that. Last thing I want to talk about that I forgot to talk about last week. And I was like, I must, I must speak about this. So there is a group, a four piece, From Japan. Their name is Chai. I knew about them earlier. Because they got a little shine from the Pitchfork crowd. Over here. Um, They are a quartet. A pair of twins. Named uh, Mana and Kana. A drummer named Yuna. And a bass player named Yuki. And their whole jam. Up to this point has been. uh, Promoting Neo Kauai.
1: New cute?
0: New cute. Because to their mind. They as individuals. Are not. Traditionally cute and they have spoken a lot about their body dysmorphia and and their insecurities and things like that because they come from a place where and this is them saying this is me saying this this is they have said this in interviews where kawaii is like the highest compliment you can give to a woman that's like the highest the highest form of praise and they don't really fit in that you know box heretofore their music has been not really my jam it's been kind of how you say endearingly amateurish I guess okay Um, punky you know like there was just something endearing about the music and that but it's not something I want to listen to all the time Um, randomly some song got put on my discover weekly or like a daily mix on Spotify one day or something I listened to it and it sounded nothing like what I thought I knew about Chai it was very synthy and breezy it was called donuts mind if I do so you (laughs) you know what we're dealing with there um, and I was like, that's really interesting. And then the album drops it's called Wink. It's their third album. And I've since learned that basically pandemic hit and they had to move to making music with garage band and sw- file swapping and things like that. Cause they couldn't meet, you know, they were guitar keys, right. bass, and drums. And then they couldn't do that. And they had to start like trying to figure things out and use drum machines and software and things like that. This album is the most surprising thing i have heard this year i love it so much it's lo-fi a jace it's really breezy lots of synths the they have a song called nobody knows we're fun because they really love the movie book smart and that was their favorite <laughs> mind that was their favorite line in it they put out a song called in pink with uh, a collaboration with this uh, lo-fi guy named i think it's pronounced mind sign but it's like missing all the vowels um the video for that song it's called In Pink cause you can't have a large production when you're making videos so it's just the four of them and I don't remember the name of the park but it's like the place you go during Hanabi season in Japan so it's cherry blossoms everywhere it's the most gorgeous fucking video I've ever seen in my life I've again for Fernando Rosa playing uh, Heavy Love Affair and Chai's video for In Pink I've been like, like on a loop just one in each eyeball for the next All summer That's all I want Album's so good It varies from like Chip tune To like Lullabies To like these Synthy type stuff Um I just I'm so surprised By this album and they, I always liked them as people, just the music never really connected with me. Like, I sent Kate a clip of, like, Chai versus Nardware, and if you just want to watch a fucking explosion of people, <laughs> of five people who are just <sighs> delighted by each other, with, yeah. like, despite the language barrier, like, oh my god. Like, one of the comments was, like, this is when the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> it's, it's an, look up Chai versus Nardware. It's fucking incredible. Just, and there's. Just the amount of just pure joy in that video is is incredible to watch. So, "Wink" by Chai is on Spotify. Get into that. We are going to take a break right now. When we come back, it's that time of year again, y'all.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: I had to go back and listen. we we crossed uh, We crossed major thresholds the last time we dealt with these uh, these properties. So, when we come back, as they. Both of them take their second movements. We'll see how they connected for us. Zutana versus Avatar, round four. When we come back in this break.
1: show this is the half of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other but it's different because it's opportune june opportune june so motherfuckers we like brought each other this four years ago and then Something like that and then like have continually checked it out every year and now it's just a matter of principle um and yeah, tradition this, this is
0: both just stubbornness at this point um
1: yeah and 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 it's funny we think it's i think it's funny at least. Um, and I also like to make senior correspondent watch <laughs> Utena with me because he, he just likes it so much. And it's just it's a joy, really. Uh, um, his commentary.
0: So I think we can throw the rules out the out the window. Yes. Here. I will say, why these two items? I think these two items because Utena dates back to like the third episode of the show. I think that was the first time I brought it in. Uh, Avatar oh, yeah, came. Maybe. Avatar came a little later, but they were both very early uh, recos. This is back when, if you're a new listener, you know, generally Caitlin and I would bring each other something that the other person liked to see if they would like it. Um, and we thought each of these were just a lock. I was like, there's no way Caitlin's like Caitlin, likes Sailor Moon, she's going to fucking love Utena. It's like Sailor Moon on steroids. It's just like, it's what you like gender flipping. You like, you like weird, Bishonin stuff. It's with sexual innuendo. Like, oh my God, this is everything she's going to like. And she hated it. <laughs> and then Kate brought Avatar and was like, he's going to love it. It's like martial arts and a pan culture and long form storytelling. He's going to, it's going to be, it's that everything he loves. And I was like, eh. Nah. Eh. And now we just refuse to take that answer <laughs> from the other person. <laughs> So every year for opportune June, the first thing we do is we make the other person watch a little more of Avatar or Utena, And that's what we did yep. again. Mm-hmm. So because we like to alternate <laughs> you know, and I can't not because I have problems. <laughs> so Listen, many problems. I went back and listened to last year's episode just to like realize where we left off. Um, Cause we would have had no which, idea. Which,
1: thank you again. As I told Jordan, I was like, oh, thank you very much. I would have just blindly been like, go, like figuring it out.
0: Um, We would have had like no idea where we left off. Um, no. So having gone back and listened, I know we started with Utana last year. So this year we will start with Avatar. Uh, Kate, does, do you think it needs an introduction at all?
1: No, because everyone but you have oh <laughs> seen Avatar. Uh, so, this is Avatar The Last Airbender, not Avatar, the James Cameron film um, that apparently there will one day be sequels for. Sure. sure. Um, this was. Oh, let me just look up. I don't know um, when the series originally aired on Nickelodeon. Um, Uh, original release was February uh, 21st, 2005 to July 19th, 2008. It's more than 10 years old now. Um, It it, wildly popular, held up as being a great example of story and character development. Um, Been very influential to a lot of things that have come after it. Um, Part of that, like, you know, new revolution of like good storytelling t- for, for kids. It is a kids show. I have never not. I'm not one of those people who's like, it's a kid show, but it needs to hold up to my adult standards. No, no, no. There's like stupid parts and fun hear, parts. Hear and... the,
0: hear, those, hear the sub shots she thrown at me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Hear the subs there. Yep. With the
1: subliminals. Um, <laughs> anyway uh and it is uh, one of my favorite thing of mine I we rewatched it again a little while ago actually um and yeah it's I still I am still astonished by Jordan just being like meh about it like I I didn't I didn't necessarily necessarily think he was going to love it as much as I did but I was I was astonished especially because he will watch things that are so bad for so long. Um, and I'm, and he even will freely admit, he'll be like, I'm watching this thing. It's like (laughs) terrible. Um, uh, my hero academia.
0: But as I said in the last episode, the (laughs) problem, the problem with avatar was that I had (laughs) seen my hero academia. So
1: (laughs) anyway, so, um, now that we've got to, I believe now the second season. Yes. Um, there should. I'm hoping thing the landscape changes quite a bit. The first season is a very like standard story. Um, second season is when it opens up quite a bit. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, and Jordan, what did you think?
0: We're tough, Kate.
1: Ah, uh, where are they now in Avatar?
0: Where? What? How many? How many episodes? At? Are where How Toph at? Many. Y'all keep telling me to get to Toph. Four years you've been telling me to get to Toph.
1: Well, that's because it's taking you so long to watch the series. We're
0: Toph at? We're Toph at?
1: <laughs> I'm getting to season two. It's just taking a long time to open.
0: So, the other thing you need to remember is, I am now in the second season. Which, in a flagrant violation of the Final Fantasy 13 rule, Caitlin has been like, You just gotta give it to the second season. Um... Uh, <laughs> False. do not have to give anything to the second season. Um, you
1: you got to uh uh the cave of two lovers and uh, this is still your reaction?
0: Yeah. Oh. Here is this is not a thing that the show has any control over. And I don't I can't really articulate why or I'm going to articulate poorly my dislike for it. I understand this is just the time they were dealing with and they were probably animating the show on early versions of programs of computer programs that are now used to animate shows. There's just something about the animation that doesn't click for me. Nothing. I
1: don't understand this. I don't looks, understand this.
0: It looks spongy. Like I don't know how to, I, I know I don't know how to articulate it, but nothing. It looks like it's missing a few extra, everything looks like it's missing a frame or two. Like,
1: this is this to me, the the person who still like loves old anime. <laughs> and,
0: uh, okay, is it better animated than Utana? Yes, but but it's still it's still just missing something for me. Um, when it's how best to describe this show, how I feel about this show right now, when it's doing something interesting, I'm interested, and when it's not, I'm not. And I feel because of a kid show, there's probably a lot of filler in here I did not feel good about myself when I drifted off during was it the cave lovers episode or the one the one in the secret
1: tunnel tunnel.
0: (laughs) your mileage may vary on (laughs) the hippie musicians who lead them through the tunnel although I did like the joke but listen Sokka low-key the best part of the show like I write for Sokka Sokka with the, having to deal with those musicians and, uh, God, I can't even remember his sister's name at this point, but Katara, Katara, it hurt her soul so much (laughs) when they finally meet up getting out of the cave and Katara's like, what's that red dot on your forehead? And one of the hippie musicians says something and Sokka slaps himself in the forehead. That's why. Or when Sokka... Dong the general in the season two premiere, just out of nowhere, he's all being villainous and like, "Yes, we will use the Avatar State." Sokka's like, "Bunk!" Am I got a problem with that? That's fine. Zuko's B plot uh with the you know nurse girl and telling their stories, and she's got the burn marks on her legs, and you're like, "Oh my god!" It's Sokka's development, and then she, or sorry, not Sokka, Zuko's development, and then he still steals their horse at the end.
1: It's, it's a long road for Zuko and I, that's one of the things I appreciated the show. It wasn't like he ran into one peasant and was like, I am a changed man. And I'm not, yeah, I'm Um, not not
0: saying that's, that's bad. I really, I'm not saying like amp up his like, you know, redemption arc. I think that's very interesting. The problem is for me, and again, this is why Caitlin throws subliminals about like, you're asking a kid's show to like, hold up to your adult (laughs) narrative needs. I'm like, give me that without the... You know that's four minutes in twenty-seven minutes of hijinks. You know, um, less hijinks. <laughs> that's what I'm asking for. Less hijinks. I'm sure. we were hijinks. That's I'm, ridiculous. I'm sure. Listen, and this is this is my thought. And maybe in twenty thirty-six, when I'm fifty-five, and we I get to the end of the show, like
1: <laughs> part of the reason I want you to finish the show so bad is so that I can get you to Cora, uh, season two.
0: Um, I'm saying, I'm sure there's a point later on where there's no more time for hijinks. And I'm sure at that point,
1: there's always time for hijinks. uh, Great. Um, This is the person who loves Lupin the third. That, that is just all hijinks.
0: I'm not holding Lupin the third to the, I'm not making you watch Lupin the third every year for four years running. And the they, Third is well, not I trying.
1: I wouldn't have to if you would finish the show,
0: Jordan. <laughs> Lubin the Third is not trying to like you know hold itself up as like a world altering you know epic. It's just they never
1: just did. Fun. This it, people just felt that way about this show. They were just trying to make a cool kid show, and, and sure, that's my really
0: thing. It's a cool kid show, but it doesn't make me. I still you give it to me every year, and I never feel compelled to watch more than <laughs> than what's there? There are <sighs> there was one. I didn't feel good. About watching that second episode, I think, nodding off, being like, fuck, are we almost done? And it was eight minutes in. (laughs) And I was legitimately stunned with myself and the show that only eight minutes had passed because it felt like an hour and 45 minutes at that point. Hi, Jinx, y'all. I know I'm the odd man out here, and I'm not trying to be willfully contrarian like I often sometimes do. Like, this isn't just me being Mm -hmm. like, fuck the thing that everybody likes. It's just not hitting, Kate. It don't hit. It's too... It doesn't have to be adult, but the high, the hijink to development ratio is not high enough for me. Zuko- Look forward
1: to next year!
0: <laughs> oh, I looked at some of the synopses. and was like, can I, can I just fast burn this? Like, is there... <laughs> and the next episode is like, clearly... And it, this also ties into a fact... When did the show come out? Early 2000s? 2000...
1: What did I say? 2005?
0: So, I don't know why... It's basically doing season one Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Like it's our heroes go to a village, solve a problem and keep moving. Like mm-hmm. it's that kind of storytelling, but it's just, I don't know why it was made with the budget of the Mandalorian. I was like, Hey, but with early 2000s Nickelodeon animation budget, I'm like, mm. I like Zuko shit. I like Zuko's sister. I like the bad girl gang. She getting together. Like I actually saw a fan art shirt of the three of them on something. And I was like, Hey, I get that reference now. <laughs> <laughs> those three are great. The scene, that fight scene with them, with the three of yeah. them in the earth village where Ang's trying to save King Boomy or whatever the hell his name, King Bumbleclot. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I remember what his name was. Um, trying to get him out and they're sliding on those tracks and he's getting attacked by her and Katara's fighting. Um, I don't know the second, the daughter of the fire nation governor or whatever. Um yep. all that great. I was like, yeah, that's the show. That's what I want. Uh, hijinks. Well there's more
1: there's there's more of that coming up. So
0: I, there has to be at some point, but also hijinks. Yeah. I do my dishes during hijinks. Put that in a t shirt. Put that in a t shirt with a dash next to my name. <laughs> <laughs> I do the dishes during <laughs> hijinks.
1: <laughs> all right. Okay. I mean it's well. still
0: it's still like a solid seven. It's like I respect what they're doing. I appreciate the little things that are there, the cultures that they all kind of intermingle when the, you know, the uh, musicians who they bump into before they go through, you know, love cave, whatever
1: secret tunnel
0: (laughs) one is, one is clearly wearing like, you know, a Polynesian type of, you know, dress and, you know, headdress and things like that. The nurses that Zuko or the, you know, the nurse and her mom that Zuko bumps into in that episode or the next one, I don't recall, are clearly wearing like, you know, the Korean traditional, you know, the high-waisted kind of Korean dress. I'm just I'm white. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know all of them by name. Please forgive me, but I recognize them when I see them. Um, I enjoy all that like intermingling that they're doing together with, you know, the sort of Chinese imagery and Korean imagery and Polynesian imagery and and visual look and how they're all kind of like working together. The you know Inuit style of the of Sakha Katara and the Tibetan style of Ang like they're all working together. I like all that. Hi jinx! Hi jinx, man! Yip yip, Papa! Hi jinx! Yip yip! Yip yip! I did like when he jumped on that other thing and said yip yip and was like, oh, I guess it doesn't work.
1: See, it has
0: funny ones. I mean, occasionally a hijink. Listen, I'll, I'll, hey, I'll, I'll respect for soccer.
1: I'm happy for a seven. I will continue making you watch the show. Basically, this show will not be over until you watch the first season of Avatar. So we've got that's years a, to go. That's,
0: that's how I'm milking it. That's how you know Geekdom is going to last forever. <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs>
0: Our shoes to watch yet, out. We're not
1: gonna win. We're not gonna ever win awards for like best podcast. We're never gonna have like tons and tons of listeners and subscribers. But someday we will win the award for longest white people podcast. <laughs> After like thing has been on the air for f- non-celebrity white people podcast, uh, the,
0: the Slate Culture Gabfest and Mark Maron might have us beat on that. But <laughs> they're both getting they're both getting on in years. We might be able to take them take them in the home stretch.
1: Yeah, but we're not we're not famous. That's true. That's true. We are very unfamous.
0: So unfamous. Yeah. Friends, that's on Netflix. If you want to check that out, one day I'm just gonna fuck around and get bored and watch the entire thing.
1: And I'll be astonished and you'll be like, you know what? You're right, Caitlin. <laughs> it's <is> much better <laughs> do, than do, I do thought, just, even with the hijab.
0: Do it just to spite you. Also, we're the fuck tough yeah. at. You'll be telling me for four years to watch this thing because it's like, Jordan, you're tough. Blah, yes. blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm not the only one who says that. You just have to get into season What does she go? She appears uh, episode six. You got three three episodes to go. Six. Yeah.
0: And how many episodes were in season one? Like twenty. Uh,
1: yep. And then
0: y'all told me to watch this show for somebody who you say is me, and she shows up twenty six episodes in. Yep. Rude. You rude. I'm rude. Y'all rude. All you're rude. Yeah,
1: your face
0: is rude. Butt's rude.
1: Welcome to welcome to the Geek Down podcast, where we are children, and and yet we don't like children's shows.
0: And you know what? It's that kind of attitude yeah. that does not make me feel any sort of ways about making Caitlin sit through another three episodes of Revolutionary Girl Utena.
1: Four episodes.
0: What? See, see. Oh, oh! I'm eager now. I'm eager, y'all. Um, There's nothing
1: to be eager about. I watched the show for the pure, like, what the fuck of it. <laughs>
0: That has value. Friends, Revolutionary Girl Utena is a 1996 show. Sorry, the anime came out in 1997. The, on, the manga came out in 1996. It was created by a collective called Bipapas, founded by director Kunihiko Ikuhara, who was, uh, speaking of 90 Sailor Moon, he was the man behind a lot of it. Also, lest we forget, the man behind Sarah Zanmai. But pearls! <laughs> remembers that show? Yo, of all the Patreon things I gotta dig up and throw on the, the regular feed, it's Caitlin's live react to the first episode of Sarah's Anime that I made her watch. This is a mixture of
1: dumb as fuck, and bizarre, and just stupid. Oh
0: my god. Fan, I tried to
1: forget about that. Fan fantastic.
0: I will never let you forget about about, about musical butt pearls. So he'd been on his bullshit from time. Revolutionary girl Utena follows Utena Tenjo, an orphaned teenage girl who expresses her childhood desire to be a prince through her strong willed p- personality and tomboyish manner of dress. She finds herself drawn into a series of sword duels to win the hand of Ansi Himemia, a mysterious girl known as the Rose Bride who possesses the power to revolutionize the world. Caitlin finished the first core of of the series the last time we talked about this that was the student council arc and i was like man if you thought that was wild wait till we get into the black rose arc i was not the only person who said that i believe friend of the show misha hanman has been telling caitlin the same for as long as we've been doing this podcast caitlin is now in the black rose arc where people are not trying to claim the rose bride they're trying to kill her yep for reasons unknown this is when a show for children basically turns into a french new wave film uh kate how'd it go this time
1: I think I'm more confused than I was before. Yay! So, okay, so you talked about this for a long time. This like black rose, dark rose arc. When we, when I went through the first, um, the first season, you kept on being like, you know, and people had talked about it. Like, wait until you get to this. It's basically. I would say 70% of the footage for every episode is the same.
0: Welcome to the nineties.
1: <laughs> um, way more than any anime I've ever experienced. Like, and they, and what I love is even in Sailor Moon, they shortened her
0: transformation <laughs> scenes. I It's about, like, about, like, about to be like, I don't have receipts, but I feel if I went back and, and watched, watched some nineties Sailor Moon,
1: uh, they, they
0: transformed every episode, y'all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but, it, like, they even shortened it not – and sometimes they only did Sailor Moon and the rest of them would also have, mm-hmm. like, transformed at the same time. Uh, occasionally they, they, they did. They, they did
0: them all at once all where they were each in a corner yes. type of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, but the, no, no. You're going to get the full <laughs> – you're going to get the full going up the stairs to the weird upside-down castle land. You won't get that entry. song every
0: episode.
1: Yep. You're going to get every single time um, – she pulls the sword out of Anthe Every time Anthe does that Weird like now it's this new Thing where she like does this weird sword Tip thing right. and then all of a Sudden uh uh Utena's got the power of like the prince In her um Just the tip y'all just the tip Um and it And now there are some things I admire About the show the show gets a gayer Every episode <laughs> And also more incestuous Every episode yeah. and I'm like i this is not this is weird now, I know from friends who were into anime long before I was and more so than I was in high school. incest comes up a lot in in anime um I don't know why um can you explain why i I don't the... know why
0: sorry, I'm just trying to like rattle through all the gayness here um so this is. The crux of the story this time is, um, we have some shadowy figures. I can't remember his name. He's the pink haired dude with the long hair. Um, yeah. he runs some seminar. He's a genius high schooler and he wants Ansi to make this other person who looks just like Ansi, uh, become the Rose Bride. But um, is a
1: dude. Though, is, is, is voiced by a female actor. Yes.
0: Um, and the way they go about this, and this is why I kind of like this run, is because they need to find duelists. They're not duelists themselves. They need to find duelists to challenge Utena for the rosebride. Um The backstory here is that there was some building on the campus where 100 uh, students were buried sure. alive and died. And he, like, takes black rose rings off of their corpses <laughs> or something. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, and gives them to secondary characters or like supporting characters
1: from. So you get this, like you get this. So the, the first arc or the first season where a secondary character would have to do something with a student council member. So Mickey has a twin sister. um, I'm going to call her orange hair.
0: (laughs) Jury uh, has that girl uh, she was in love with.
1: Yes. Uh, She's come back. Like there's that going
0: on and now in this arc those people mickey sister shiori the girl jury was in love with they are now the duelists because they as they yeah. it kind of switches the focus onto those secondary characters which is what i liked about this not to any huge you know deep extent again it's yeah. a kids show um <laughs> not to any hugely deep extent but i did like that sort of narrative twist that it wasn't necessarily monster of the week but it was still monster of the week that just kind of like had a connection to the larger uh, stories there um, so the the whole the mechanics of setting up the duelists, <laughs> how much were you just like huh with with well, the, that, ele- with the that, elevator and all that
1: well I get oh also every time you'll get them filling out a form yes. and the whole elevator scene mm-hmm. there's no that is again it's like seventy percent is just so this is where, and I said this to Jordan earlier, I would occasionally forget that I don't know Japanese. And, like, during these scenes, I'd be like, oh, great, I can scroll through my phone. Um, and then they'd start talking, and I'd be like, oh, shit, I don't know Japanese. I gotta pay attention. In the
0: elevator scenes? Because those are actually the moments where, like,
1: the no, characters are, like, realist but- with themselves. Well, so not specifically, but just, like, those cut scenes or, you know, and it starts before they start talking, like, in the elevator. And you're just, like, seeing the the deforming of the butterfly mm. and, like, roses and – anyways. Uh, and th- it, so much of that was, like, this makes absolutely no sense, but it's Utana, so let's just, like, go with it. Um, and, like, yeah. So, really, what I was watching – was maybe five minutes of new content. Yeah, five, we'll say five to ten. Yeah, five to ten minutes of new content, and then, which is fine. Um, and that's those are and but every single one of the episodes I watched was basically exactly the same. Um, they, gotta do. Oh, and then there was the weird stuff with Anthe's brother. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, that was one of the like Mickey and his twin sister. That was weird, but like her older brother being oh
0: yeah i i forgot how that was (laughs) until i went i think i think i went back and watched ahead last year when i gave it to you and was like oh when she gets to this yeah you never thought taking your glasses off could be that could be that sinister but
1: yeah it's weird
0: um
1: and and but you know initially and i remember talking to to uh, Misha, who is a friend friend of uh, mine, friend of the show, uh, about this. Because I remember when you gave me Utena, and he was like, how'd you like it? And I was like, I hated it. He's like, I don't know if I could talk to you anymore. <laughs> uh, but talking to him about the... I can't remember her name. He, she, he was the president. It's the sister of the president of the I was going to say. Of the dual club, the every, fight club. The...
0: Every episode you watched was 90% the same. But not all of them. No. Speaking of hijinks.
1: (laughs) I can't remember her name.
0: Caitlin, watch that episode where Nanami turns into a cow, (laughs) y'all.
1: Yes. And it was... It was... So uh, fucking stupid. It was. It was just stupid. It was one of the stupidest things I've ever watched in my entire life. (laughs) um i can't get that time back this is why i watched a fourth episode because that's episode it's like every I, third episode i was
0: hoping i was hoping you would because i thought the thought the jury episode similar to similar to the first arc where i thought the jury episode was one of the better ones and you thought it was stupid and we almost got into a fight on air um <laughs> uh i thought the jury episode in this arc was i i really hoped you watched the next episode after Nanami cow, because it was the jury episode. And
1: yes, which I, which I did. And I was like, but we also were like, is Anthe actually evil?
0: She's like, always, she's always the reason why, why bad shit happens to Nanami.
1: Well, also Nanami though. Like Nanami's also the reason <laughs> bad shit. Like Nanami bore a cowbell, um, how it turned her into a cow, uh, it's a left up yeah. to debate. Um, but uh,
0: also, I know Nanami is not the first character to do that, like back of the hand at the side of the mouth,
1: <laughs> laugh. But <laughs> but that voice actress, like that,
0: fucking delights she me. She's got that unlocked every time like, she does it.
1: Um, but yeah, just like weird interspersed with just stupid. I And think, like, what is going on? And, like,
0: I think, to an, an extent, is- at the time watching it, I was just like. I respected the zero fucks given like, fuck it. Just, oh,
1: zero, zero.
0: Fucks. We're just going to do a and whole like, episode where <laughs> she turns into a cow. Like why? Like, there, well, there, fuck it.
1: There That's why. There is a teacher that appears and Chris just goes, that's a dominatrix, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, I think that's a, a school teacher. He's like, I don't think so. It was a school teacher. Um, so this show is weird. Uh, it also, which was weird, is I had questions about like what is up with all the incest in Utena, and unfortunately, I went to the internet, and there oh, it must
0: have been some great fan art.
1: Well, no, no, it was mostly the just that you know when you we talked once about the Steven Universe fandom, mm. okay, <laughs> anime fandom is uh-uh. uh, they hate each other. I just hate you know, like the it's like this arguments between utena and there's some other there specifically there was some just the one i dipped my toe into and i was like okay i'm gone um some anime where rape happens or something and they're like fighting each other about like anyways i just was like oh oh these people hate each
0: other yeah
1: um and that, that's, that is, it is weird out there.
0: If, if you really want to throw, like, a grenade into any sort of anime fandom, and this happened to myself, when, like, in the Black Rose arc, they're going and filling out the forms, you know, name, class, you know, whatever, before they go down into the basement to get stabbed with a rose and get a corpse ring put on them. It's a kid show. Um, <laughs> and Mickey's sister fills out her form and says she's 13 15. years old.
1: Yeah. She, I, I said, I said to uh, see her, Chris, Connor, Chris we wa- we caught that. And I was like 13 going on 30. Like
0: but, uh, <laughs> lay out for the rim shot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you want to throw a grenade into any anime fandom, point out that these shows sexualize children and just watch it. <laughs> watch some men yeah. just want to watch the world burn. Just watch them all eat themselves <laughs> trying to justify. I was like, I'm not like, listen, it's just facts. Yeah. It's just facts. There's no getting and around I, it.
1: I don't know. The other thing is that, that, it's like the epitome of the um, the school is not a school, and the the children are running the world, and every kid is like a super genius. I don't know. It's just this weird. What do they call it? Shonen, like being the best. Every kid is like the best. I, 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 yeah. Uh, as, also, as I how said- is As I said, Latina never trains. How is she beating all these really good duelists? Like, there's just so. I have so many questions all the time. Literally,
0: never picked up a sword before in her life, but
1: no, it's
0: the power of the prince. Power of the prince.
1: Hey, Prince gives me power when I listen to Prince, so maybe that's it.
0: That is true. Listen, that is true. Go back and listen to his original demos for uh, old bangle songs. Get yourself some life. You'll be able to. You'll be able to fence. (laughs) You'll be able to fence like no one's business. (laughs)
1: Every every thirteen year old, you'll be able to attack every thirteen year old and destroy them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just be destroying the dreams of thirteen year olds all over the place. You just throw on yeah. some Prince B sides and just be like, "Erotic City." Also, motherfucker. there needs
1: to be more adults and more counselors. Uh,
0: As I said last year, when we talked about this show, where is anyone's parents? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Listen, it's just—it's all symbolism, y'all. It's all—it's all allegory. For what, for what, I still don't know, but...
1: Yeah, someone said, even, like, when just, like, like even just putting in, like, what's with all the incest in Nutana, um, someone put something like, I don't even know if I should try and look into the symbolism. Like, I just, I don't know that it's, it's just a bunch of roses everywhere. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't
0: know, I don't know if, if the things, again, is it just, like, is it actual symbolism or does it just look cool? Like,
1: like, so so the bat...
0: Just what like what I loved was like, <laughs> um, in the battle arenas now, and I mentioned this last year. Like, instead of just, it's got the desks of they're fighting among the desks of where all these like hundred, a you know, hundred school desks, yeah. to symbolize the hundred boys who you know died, and there are like you know body outlines all over the place, and on the desks to you know different every week is something like normally, you know, you put flowers on a desk when the students died in Japan. (laughs) I just know that because students die a lot in (laughs) anime. Um, but it'll change depending on who she's dueling to something that like means something. So like when, when it's, when it's Shiori, uh, orange girls, you know, unrequited love. It's these like birds. It's the
1: bird. It's the bird that flew into the window.
0: Does that have any greater meaning or is it just a bird? It's just cool to have them sitting there. Looking. Well, no, it
1: represents, it represents, what's her name? Everything that's on the desks represents the, the person who's dueling.
0: Or like, <laughs> Cosway's got the uh, the milkshakes that like...
1: Mickey's... But it's specifically Mickey's glass Is it milkshake. Mickey's glass? Like it's, yeah. <laughs> I just love,
0: cause even then they have no fucks, the the cast-off shot of Auntie just like drinking all the milkshakes.
1: Drinking one of the milkshakes. Even, uh even uh, Chris was like, why is she drinking Mickey's milkshake? Does this have some greater symbolism? I drink your milkshake. What is going on? Why is she drinking man milk? I'm like, ew, like
0: ew. what? See, see, uh, it's always the adults that put it on. It was just the innocent drinking of a milkshake. And then y'all, yeah. it's the adults who make it dirty. Uh, <laughs> I feel if I asked you for, for a number rating, you would just be like... <laughs> Am- ampersand <sighs> like there's no like what, what kind of... yeah, exactly
1: yes it's it's like a it's like a, a pound sign diphthong <laughs> diphthong uh silk flax <laughs> I don't like <laughs> and petit chapeau I'm <laughs> just gonna wear I'm gonna tip my hat
0: uh... to it and
1: carry on <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh see you next year Utena <laughs>
1: <laughs> basically and eye. sometimes I'm like, maybe I'll just like watch some, epi- it never happens. It never, I've never compelled. Like you said, I'm never compelled to watch more Utena. Sometimes I think about it in passing. I'll be on like a train. I'll see something weird. I'll be like, Oh, Utena. <laughs> and then it goes away again.
0: Uh, it, um, it did jostle in my brain watching it that the next two duelists, I think, because if you're thinking of like, you know, secondary characters for her to fight, um, Suwabaki, the little kid who's in love with Danami, uh is a duelist in the next episode, I think, and uh, her best friend Wakaba is is a duelist well, that's later on. Cool. So. But, Again, I mean, you can just probably look up the, you know, the five minutes that are new from episode to episode. You could probably watch all of Utena in an hour and a half, really.
1: It's like, it's like how they, you get people who compress Dragon Ball Z. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, they have to do that with Utena.
0: Revolutionary Girl Utena Kai, where instead of just people standing around going, you just take out, you know, Zenmai Ute Moku every time. Yeah. Because that takes up easily 15 minutes per episode. Well, But
1: it's also, but it's also kind of one of my favorite parts. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you got ample time to get a snack at that point.
1: Yeah, snack. I can check my phone. But I also can rock out to the song.
0: Oh, it's, it's come. she's coming around to the song, y'all.
1: So, well, I mean, the song's just, it has no place, but it just, it's also like, that's the song. And then at the end, even uh, Secret Santa Chris was like, that ending song kind of slaps. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... Okay, okay, well, I, I guess I'll just leave it on then.
0: I was always about the opening theme. I always thought the opening theme slept. I definitely had that yeah, burn. Okay. I definitely had that burn to like a, comp, a CDR compilation I made in like you know two thousand two, but that's on I don't know where. Where did you watch it? Crunchyroll? Uh,
1: YouTube. 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 It's oh, all on YouTube. Right.
0: Nozomi Entertainment. Uh, the Right mm-hmm. Stuff's uh, like Nostalgia label. It's all on YouTube. It's all on YouTube, y'all. It's just there. Watch it up there free. Watch it for free. Let us know what you think any of these things symbolize hit us up twitter.com slash geekdownpod let us know what you're thinking friends opportune june rolls on part of that means if there's anything that we have watched that you thought we didn't give a fair shot to or that you can't believe we haven't watched more of you can always let us know we don't know offhand exactly what we're going to get into for the rest of the month but i mean when we know i'll update that to the twitter as well but that is just about going to do it for us this week, friends. We thank you so much for spending an hour with us in these uncertain times. It truly means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson.
1: My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And I hope you will join us next week for another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. Opportune June.
0: All of our episodes, including this one, which is number I can do. It, I can do it better. I can do it better. I can do it better. You love how you I turn into Ken Jong. You love I turn into Ken Jong when I <laughs> when I fuck up. No fuck shit. No, I can do it. Um, mm, mm, uh, no, no, no. I can. I, I have a better. I have a better.